Summer Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your hosts E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Hello, everyone out in the DC universe. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 141. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. Please check out all the other shows associated with the network by heading on over to BOF and clicking the podcast drop down and giving everyone a listen, even if you really feel the need to listen to the Batman Book Club yet again, because we all know everyone listens to Ryan Lauer. And his weird frolicking obsession for some goddamn reason. Anyway, I am your senior, I am your co-host and senior contributor to Batman on film. I am Peter Arver, and today we're recording on January 27th, 2024. As always, we have a great show for you today, a little bit different today. It's our Championship Sunday, Eric Holzman Spectacular. And just want to remind you guys that, because, uh, you know, Eric's the, the football champion of Long Island. In case you were wondering, that's why. He's he's the Al Bundy of the Tristan area. That's it. Hands in his pants, football in hand, ready to run like the Heisman. That's Eric Holzman. We're just praising Eric a little early today because he's shaking his head in confusion. He doesn't understand the introduction, but that's fine. That's why he's on the other side of the glass right now. If you do take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes and we read it on air, you won our Straight Outta Gotham prize pack, so please get it into the into the contest now let me introduce my partner in crime the man who wants to bring the xfl to long island the champion of long island the president of the long island island fan i don't know what is the name of this football club you're going to bring to the uh, the island eric eric holes with everybody what is the it's name still, of the football it, team it's still being discussed we haven't decided you're not so. really going to call them the holesimons are you i can't i tried tried to okay, get a trademark them, they, would, right, they wouldn't right. let me so that's interesting. Um, I, just, I didn't know. I didn't know the Rock knew who, of your existence until yesterday when the press release was announced. So good for you. I know he just. I know the Rock just regained rights to his name, The Rock, and it, he's he's all about doing his press tour and everything that he's been doing lately. It's, he's he's the walking hype machine. So I'm excited that uh, you two are going to get to collab together. If he can't have Superman, he might as well have Aquaman. That's what I say. That's hey. As long as you have a hero, and and he, and you're he, my hero, and he probably wants to forget Black Adam, so it's okay. I guess we can <laughs> we can kind of I, think I can kind of has. <laughs> I can kind of slide into that that role if, if need be. I feel like he's so. announced like Rampage two, <laughs> just to get away from Black Adam even farther. <laughs> well, Pete, Pete, you've come out swinging today so far. So I'm say. ready. To, well, it's, you know, it's, I'm very excited for this weekend. There's going to be a lot of buffalo chicken dip. There's going to be some chicken chicken wings. There's going to be jalapeno poppers, and that's just that's just kind of the warm up for the big the big food festival in two weeks. That's true. This is kind of the pregame for the Super Bowl, right? Uh, this is that, where you test out your recipes to find out if they suck for Sunday. <laughs> that's fair. That's a good that. Is, or if you want to try anything new, you try it now so that it doesn't yeah. make the party right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is Championship Weekend in the NFL. We have been. Picking the we've been picking the games every week so thus far. I didn't tally up. I think we both got them. Okay, and don't forget the person who gets the most right picks at the end of the bracket wins a signed Nerf ball by Eric Holzman. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. I'll do that. <laughs> it could be it could be one of those special Nerfs too that have like the the whatever. The tail on the end, you know, that you throw and it makes that noise. What were those yeah. called? Remember those? Well, balls? that was called the Orby, I think. I don't remember what that was. I think oh, that, that was, was called a, the Orby. I once had a Nerf football that glow, glue in the dark. Like it had a light in it so I could uh-huh. play at nighttime. It worked it's, really well, too. It was like a neon green football. Did you say glue in the dark? I think it's glowed. I don't think glue? it's glue in the glue? dark. Glue? Glue glowed? I don't know. Moose? Mooses? Like, who? who <laughs> English. <laughs> I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. You're probably right. I don't use that word that often, so yeah, I could be wrong. Apparently, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, so Championship Sunday, Chiefs versus the Ravens in the AFC, and we have San Francisco versus the Lions in the NFC. This has been... Uh, I think it's cool we have Detroit in there. I think we talked about this last week, but I think everyone in the country outside of other NFC North teams are rooting for the Lions mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part. 
uh, in the NFC. And then in the AFC, I think most people want the Ravens just because people are sick of the Chiefs in a lot of respects. I don't think anyone's sick of the Chiefs. I think everyone is sick of everything that surrounds the Chiefs. Well, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I think that's the one that we differed on last week that I got. You picked Buffalo and I picked Kansas City. I was I should have been right though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very close. To that damn kicker. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo and wide right. It just can't get it just can, it's never going to go away. Like Florida State. Yep. Never going to go away. That's going to come. But I spoke about other NFC North teams and we have someone on here who is a representative of one of those teams, the Green Bay Packers. And we're talking about Chris Burke. He's on our show every year around this time. So we want to bring him back again for championship weekend. Chris, man, how are you? Fantastic. You know, obviously I wish the Packers were playing this weekend, but you know, I'm going to actually, you know, outside of the NFC North teams, you know, this has been a popular discussion on Packers Twitter, you know, is about, are you rooting for Detroit? Mm-hmm. And every mm-hmm. new station in the area has put this up because I realize how much of a hot topic of debate is. Right. And it's pretty strong. It's either, it seems like they're, I don't care, or they're rooting for Detroit. Okay. And I think a lot of it is just because Detroit's been, you know, they've fallen on such hard times. And uh, I think, there's you know, because no the, huh? no, there's not, not with the Lions. The Vikings or Bears, completely different story. And I think personally, Garrett's going to hate me for this, but I think there's an inherent comedy in the potential of the Vikings being the only team in the division with all the Lombardi. I think, you know, <laughs> that would be there's, 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 there, we were talking about, I was talking about that with a friend, like that would be hilarious. If the, Vi- would, the Vikings have been to four Super Bowls, they haven't won one. The Lions have never even been to one, and I think that would be utterly hilarious. I mean, they've, they've got a pretty tall, tall, yeah. tall climb to get there, but I think if that you know, happens, I, I will never let him live it down. <laughs> <laughs> you are, could, Peter, I gave you ammunition. Garrett, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I can't wait to use that. I really hope I get a chance to. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, but, you know, the Packers season obviously didn't even expect a playoff run. It was how. You know, last week we kind of all went to, oh, hey, it's house money. You know, great. They got the win. They blew out the Cowboys. Now I get to apologize to Bill for that, but sorry. Is he talking to you? Did you guys speak? Uh, Not since. Not since. We talked a little bit before, but I have not spoken with Bill since. Because he he thought the McCarthy, you know, we talked before the game. He thought a lot of the McCarthy talk about him getting fired was nonsense. But after getting blown out, you know, there there was obviously a lot of traction to that. Now he's under you know, McCarthy's going back, which honestly I think is the right call and props to Jerry Jones for showing some maturity at the age of 85 or however old he is and not doing that. But yeah, that's damn, maybe that's the right math, but (laughs) he's Skeletor at this point, but (laughs) it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a heck of a ride. And I think this is both are going to be very good games this this weekend. I agree. Um, let's quickly talk about the Packers season since you're here. Cause it, like I said, it was kind of a, Pretty much about Jordan Love, right? When he started mm-hmm. to play better, they started to win more. It just kind of coincided with with those things. And I'm pretty sure that's what you guys were expecting this year. This is going to be the year where we see if this guy is legitimate. And he was. He was excellent. Like, there's no other way to say it. Yes, he threw that terrible interception. Um, Farvian. Yes, Farvian, yes. Far- yes, to lose <laughs> the game. But still, they were in the game. I mean, it was right there to be had. Neither quarterback played well. The conditions weren't ideal. Obviously, it was rainy and the ball was slippery and all that stuff. So, but I, if I was sitting in your seat, I would feel encouraged. I, I do. I mean, it's there, there's, you know, they've got a great foundation to build on. They fired their defensive coordinator probably a year too late, in my opinion, but better late than never. And I think, I honestly wonder if you would even bet, you know, if they didn't know Jordan Love was going to be the guy. Now they're like, we got a shot at this. Let's change, you know, let's, let's spruce up this defense a little bit sure. in terms of a coaching staff. But yeah, he, uh, you know, he, it was a little rough start at the beginning of the year. We knew it was all about evaluating how it was going to be. And I was not even, I'm like, if they even, if they win, you know, if they got to like last year's mark of eight and nine, I was going to be happy. Hmm. I just, I would, I would have been fine with that. Cause it's just, it's, it's an evaluation season and the way it started, you know, I was a little concerned in the beginning of the year. So let's, let's go through it a little bit. Uh, if I could. So the beginning, they've come out and thumped the Bears. More of a, I think that was much more about where Chicago was at that point. They were not a good football team earlier on in the year. You know, go to Atlanta, start fast, fall back and collapse. Like, okay, young team. And then, you know, they they were sitting at three and six at one point. And what was concerning is, you know, it's it's one thing to let love go through it, but you want to see baby steps of improvement. And I literally wasn't seeing a lot of that early. So I'm kind of like, mm, this is a little, we might need to have a conversation here. Well, lo and behold, 
They played Detroit, ironically enough, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Utterly just utterly destroy the Lions in Detroit and they took off from there. That was um, the last time I rooted for the Lions, by the way. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, pal. Appreciate that. So now I'm nervous. <laughs> Apparently I hate Wisconsin, according to Chris. You know, he, Peter does hate Wisconsin. I you know <laughs> I'm a big Christian Yelich fan. You watch your mouth. <laughs> he might not be out here. We'll see how he does after the Oh, don't even get me going on the Brewers right now. Oh boy. It just, you know, he he played well throughout the year. And when they got to the playoffs, it's like, wow, okay. You know, this is how his money, you know, they got in at nine and eight. And then something, the Cowboys, it's like, you know, I was telling somebody like, don't you want to go to the Super Bowl? I said, it'd be great. But like that wild card game, you know, you walk into a casino and somebody comps you 20 bucks in chips or whatever. You throw something in a slot machine and you win 10 grand. That's yeah. kind of how I felt after that Cowboy game. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I, you know, but then after the game against the 49ers, I'm like, why do I feel sad? You know, it's it's still like, why do they keep doing that to us? You know, it's yeah. one of those where you just don't. The it's thing still about the Cowboy game because the pack. Well, the Packers had that game in hand against the 49ers. That's why that mm-hmm. love interception. They could have wrapped that game up much sooner. Yeah, but the, you know, the thing that, about the Cowboy game that really threw me off was that every network hyped up the legendary rivalry of Cowboys Packers, and we got a dud. Like I was so like I was you know like in my head like opening yeah. I'm hearing like inside the NFL and the marching music and I'm thinking of like the ice ball ice and ball that. yeah and and then all of a sudden you get to like the, what is it midway through the first quarter it's like thirty nothing and I'm like it was so, oh, oh, this is man. not what I, I wanted something epic and I wanted a showdown I just, that that was the best game I think Matt Lafleur's called since he's been there yeah that might be a little bit of a hot take but he was in his bag that game and. That just showed, you know, that they're gonna they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. You know, this isn't a, not even a rebuild now. I, the next year, I can't wait for the NFC North next year. I think it's just gonna be a wide open battle. It was very Yankees of you to just retool, not really rebuild. You know, in, in a sense. Well, yeah, He's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Every, so, yeah everything everything rode on pretty much how Jordan Love was gonna play. I mean, right, that's right. that's quarterback is in the NFL is the position. Obviously, it's one of the positions in all sports. So. When you have one, you're in better shape than when you don't. It's just that simple. Eric knows that. And this, yeah, I know that. New York Jets. Yeah, I know that very, very well. Not just 2023. I could go back (laughs) and talk about many years. But it's it's when you think you you have one, and then the football gods rip it away. I know that hurts. I know, (laughs) Chris. I want to ask you now: What was it like? for you as a as a Packer fan to watch Rodgers just crash and burn through the first game and then like what is it now for, like for you to watch his antics for someone who's now he's not he's not your guy you know he's he's, he's, he's on pack up Pat McAfee talking about Epstein and Jimmy Kimmel and creating all this drama and everyone's it, it's all it's a sideshow at Rodgers now it's all about what he says instead of him being on the field so what's it like now being so far attached from it and seeing it from the other side so when he got hurt, it sucked. And I, number one, he's somebody that we watched and admired for a long time. Number two, that we lost a first round draft pick. That conditional pick that went to the Jets, if yep. he had played 65% of the stats this year, would have yep. been a first round pick. That's true. And it, That's and it probably so the injury been, almost benefited the Jets in a way when you're thinking it, about it. That's kind of in, the, in a way. It just, yeah, turned, now it's a second round pick. It's yeah. a higher second round pick because yeah. the Jets were not that good. So I mean, yeah. I think, you know, how much better would the, I, the Jets probably, that probably would have been in the, I think he would, they would have been better. I think it probably would, it probably would They're have been like 18th team. to 20th. Yeah. 18th or 20th range. Team. You know, so if the, depending on how the Packers had gone, you know, that, that had no impact on that. So Green Bay is looking at two, two first round picks at the back end. You know, I, that would have been great, but in terms so you of the wanted him to start. That's I, I didn't know about the correct. draft pick thing. That's interesting. Yeah. That's I will. I, we will. Yeah, we will. It's it's harder. I try not to root for anybody to get injured. I really, you know, I just I feel like that's tasteless. The only ones that have even come close have been people that play the game dirty, reckless. Um, right. Like the two that come to my mind are Vontez Perfect and right. uh, and Dominican Sue, who stopped, who hmm. almost almost caused Rodgers an Achilles injury. One time, I think it was with the Rams. Well, he yeah. didn't stomp. He tripped Rodgers. If Rodgers would have zigged instead of zag, I think he would have torn his. He would have torn his ACL. Mm. Uh, but then he stopped on having Dietrich Smith on that Thanksgiving game and rightfully got thrown out. But even then, I, I still have a hard time doing it just because it's a game. I hate seeing these guys get beat up. But in terms of the sideshow, oh boy, I wish I would have grabbed a bottle of bourbon because I'm going to need it. <laughs> not our circus, not our monkey. That's really kind of how I feel on that. And 
Eric, I really am interested. You know, I think he would have, you know, he hadn't been in front of the New York media much because he had been hurt. He was um, in front of the media plenty. Well, we knew about McAfee. him coming back. I, I, I mean, like, I'm very vocal. Yeah. Well, I mean, on McAfee, I mean, but he didn't face the New York media much. I feel like, Mm-mm. would he have taken a little bit more of a beating had he been doing weekly availabilities and still talking like that? I, I, I yeah, if I he's winning, no one would care. That's how it yeah. would go. That's kind of how it was here. But, you know, the, when he started after that whole vaccinated versus immunized debate, you know, he lost money. The Packers have a lot of connections with the health industry here. A lot of medical providers were very hurt. Spoke to me off the record. I had something written about they felt betrayed, you know, on that. Just it's, if you're winning, you know, you, this is America. You can believe what you want. You know, I'm not a big canceling guy, but you also have to realize if you're going to say something outlandish, you got to live with the consequences. So when he says that and somebody's going to him, oh, and then he starts painting, you know, he'll make it, it's like lobbing the grenade and, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm the victim. I'm the victim. Like, dude, no, you brought this on yourself. You know, you say something stupid, you got to bring it on. And I think as tough as he's looked, you know, if you read anything about Aaron Rodgers, it's always been about a chip on the shoulder, you know, internally, despite this macho exterior inside, I think he's just an insecure little boy still inside from whatever reason. He's got that whole thing with his family, which not our business, but the dynamics, he is just a strange, strange dude. He and is. It's, he and is. I'm just glad that that circus is no longer here. And now all we had this discussion after this, you know, Jordan Love is going to get not a world breaking extension by any means, but he's going to get paid this spring, you know, and fame can change people. And Rogers was not this way. I, we were all trying to pinpoint when, when he took this dive into crazy town and we can't seem to figure it out. But mm-hmm. I think at fame, the MVPs got to him. And that's and when he started jumping you. into the ayahuasca. Yeah, and he didn't, <laughs> he, didn't have any, he didn't have a support system around him. His family was he's, alienated. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's, we, he's definitely weird. And in some in, instances, very interesting. I mean, I, well, I, he's, he's one of the most interesting people I've ever heard. Right? You like, know, I, I, I just dunked on him for a little bit. But some of the stuff he's talked about in terms of mental health and self-care I've taken a heart and it's actually helped me out in quite a, in quite a few ways too. So I can't, sure. you know, I've, I, I think Eric, I think I told you this in a tweet where you were mocking me for bringing Rogers up on one of my many patients. I said, you know, I said it's, I'm in a relationship with Aaron Rodgers and it's complicated. I think that's kind of how our fan base feels. As far as how the franchise feels, this is a little interesting nugget. I'm going to leave it at this. If you go into the Packers pro shop right now, you know, they've got displays of all the former players, former coaches, mm-hmm. There's still a display over there. There's still a photo, a big photo up in there of Mike McCarthy after the Super Bowl. There is nothing referring to Aaron Rodgers there anymore. Hmm. You don't even have, there are no jerseys out. Sounds like You'll A-Rod see, a little bit. He left the Yankees a little disgruntled. This, there's, yeah, it must, must be an A-Rod thing. But <laughs> there's, they, they have the photo of, and I'm so glad I've got this photo. I just don't have it hanging up right now. It's a photo of Favre, Star, and Rodgers. When they retired Favre's number in 2015, after Star had that stroke, I'm so glad they got that photo. That's the only photo. That's the only thing, anything of Aaron Rodgers um, mm. that I can see that's in there. So interesting. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if that's got something to do with the NFLPA and rights. Like I could be way, I could be putting a tinfoil cheese hat on right now. I, there may be, this could be an NFLPA thing, whereas the coaches, who cares? But right. I, I found that kind of interesting. But long story short, I'm glad the circus is over. Yeah, I could see how that circus could be a little bit of a distraction for everyone. I mean, I'm not even a Jets fan, and I I feel like I'm like, why are we talking about Rodgers again? It's it, it it it's it's funny, but he's you know he's the quarterback of a New York football team, so he's going to get the spotlight regardless. So I just I hope he's up for it next year. I'm dying to see what he could do a full season post game interviews. To be honest with you, because he's a very interesting interview. All right, so this weekend, championship weekend. I already laid out the teams that we have. We have the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Pete, who do you have? I am rooting for the Ravens. I think Kansas City is going to win the game. Okay. I just, Kansas City, They. I feel like they should have lost in Buffalo. And we are just destined to be trolled by Donna Kelsey for at least another two weeks. <laughs> okay. Chris, what about you, man? I think this is going to be, this is Baltimore's time. I think it's going, I think Lamar Jackson's playing well enough. He's probably going to be the league MVP again. Just, I feel like Kansas City's just off a little bit enough. And I think Baltimore is just too well coached. I think Baltimore is going to win, but it's going to be close. Yeah, I've been 
kicking this one back and forth all week, and I'm not really sure what. It's a um, tough pick, really. Yeah, I'm not really sure. There's a lot of factors involved. I do think the way the Ravens have been playing, they should win. I think they've been the best team for a while in the AFC now, so I think like they should be the team that wins. But I don't know, man. It's tough for me to pick against Mahomes and and Kelsey and and Andy Reid. They are, I don't know. They, Have they, they only lost to Tom Brady in the playoffs? Is that true? He's got two playoff losses in Mahomes, and they both been to Brady. I think so. That's a very interesting stat. I kind of hope that keeps going. Didn't Cincinnati beat them? <laughs> didn't didn't, yeah, no, didn't no. Burrow beat them? Okay, Burrow, Burrow beat them too. Yeah. All right, so I Burrow, think he might have. Yeah. So, so yeah, I so I mean. Yeah, I yeah. thought Cincinnati won the NFC championship or the AFC championship. No, and they did. They, they, did. they, they lost to the Rams. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I don't know. I just have a really hard time this time of year picking against those two guys, oh, those three guys. But I kind of, I'm kind of siding with Chris. I just think it's Baltimore's time. So I'm going to pick the Ravens. I think only one Harbaugh can win a championship in a given year. So I think we've already fulfilled that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, NFC. We have the Detroit Lions traveling to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Chris, I'll start with you in this one. Who do you have? Boy, San Francisco did not play well against the Packers. So I think they're going to bounce back. But I feel like Detroit's kind of riding that team of destiny wave right now. I'm going to pick Detroit just because I there's there's a vibe around them that's just it's it's a different team. And I don't know. I just this one's a gut feeling more than anything statistically. Or I mean, San Francisco is a very well-coached team, but I feel like Goff is the more steady quarterback right now over Purdy. Sure. Okay. I know that's the interesting one for me. Of the of all the quarterbacks in this, those two, I mean, Goff obviously is playing the Super Bowl, He's so he's not a bad quarterback by any mm-hmm. stretch, but they're not as high profile as Jackson and Mahomes are, right? So it's kind of the, that's kind of the way this has worked out. Pete, what about you? Who do you have? I am rooting for the Adam Snow movie show. Like I'm, I'm going all in on the Lions. <laughs> I, I really, I'm really pulling for Adam and the Lions here. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know if we're like, it's, it's kind of reminds me almost of like Packers uh, Cowboys in a way. Like I feel like this game's going to be really built up in favor of the Lions, and someone's going to get blown out. And I, I, just, I don't want it to be the Lions, but I just, you know, like it just, it just seems like everyone's focused on really that game because of Detroit and how bad they've been, and they've never been to a Super Bowl, and everyone thinks of the winless season and Matt Millen and all the wide receivers, right? Like you just can't help. and those ugly throwback uniforms they used to wear on Thanksgiving with no logos. Yes, like, yes. <laughs> you know, like, the line. I don't know anything positive about the Lions outside of Barry Sanders. I, I guess you could throw Charlie Batch in there for a little bit, but I just feel like the <laughs> Calvin, Johnson. Is, Calvin Johnson. Don't forget Megatron. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah but he's also part of the yeah. very bad Lions. Yeah. I feel like they were at their worst with Megatron. Yeah, at some point, it's a it's a rough it's a rough period of time, and Stafford was a part of that too. So, you know, like I just I, I just really rooting for the Lions. I just I can't help it. Like. I don't normally root against a classic team like the Niners. Like I usually kind of want those teams to win championships and continue their legacy, but I don't know. I, I like the rest of the country. I'm just the darling of, of the world right now of the sports world are the lions. So I'm just, that's it. I'm going with Detroit. And lions chiefs would be a great AFL throwback, AFL, NFL, you know, the no, lions, the lions were an AFL team. I didn't know that. And a, no, the lions no. were an NFL team, but the chiefs were an AFL team. Right. Oh, I got you. Yeah, the lions. Cool. Yeah, the Lions have been around. I mean, the NFC North, all four of those teams have been around. The Vikings are probably, I think the Vikings might be the newest. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, it's close. I mean, the Packers and Bears have been around for over 100 years. Detroit's not far behind. And Minnesota's, well, they had 50, they've been around almost 70 years too, because they had, yeah, 50 years and 20 times. So, yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. So, I this is another one that's been tough. I agree. When Chris said they haven't, the Niners didn't play well last week, they didn't. So then my but my head says, well, maybe they got it out of their system, right? Maybe this week right. they're going to be clicking on all cylinders and they'll be playing up to their their best. If that happens and if Debo Samuel plays, I do think San Francisco is going to win. I'm rooting for Detroit, but I'm going to pick the 49ers. But I do hope Detroit wins. That I'm just picking them because my my analysis tells me <laughs> that, they, that, they, that they should win. But my my sentimental choice, of course, is the Lions. And I would not hate at all a Lions-Chiefs Super Bowl. I kind of don't want San Francisco and the Chiefs, though, I guess. Well, have you, you, did, you guys have read, 
have you guys seen that that Super Bowl? Logo? I mean, that twelve brought up the logo conspiracy theory that the last several years, no. if you go back like the Super Bowl logos, the the teams that are playing the games colors have been in the logo. Interesting. I have if not you look at this year's, and if you look at this year, if you look at this year's logo, it's got the Ravens and 49ers logos colors <laughs> in there. It's like purple, <laughs> black, yellow, and if you go look at it, I'm not kidding. It's I people just, it's, love. People really want the NFL to be rigged. Like I, I really I don't, do. Think I don't. don't want I don't it to be more I, rigged than not. This I feel like is more of a tongue in cheek one because when when asked about this, it was on last time. I forgot. I forgot. Maybe it was on McAfee, but Rogers goes well. Because if it ends up being San Francisco and Baltimore, there better be some Jets green in that logo next year. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of I, there's a couple of teams that have a similar shade of green, you know. Hi. <laughs> Hi. It's the Eagles, <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the Packers. Packers a little. Yeah. Oh, God. Packers, Jets. Depending Super Bowl on the next light. Year. Yeah. God help. Jets and the Eagles have a similar shade of green, though. Dude, I yeah. don't think I don't think there's enough um, energy. For that kind of a Super Bowl, a Packers Jets Super Bowl would be would be just oh. what the NFL wants in every. I would love sense. to talk to two, the two of you next year oh. before a Packers Jets Super. Bowl. Okay, let me just put this out there: if the Jets make the Super Bowl, you guys are might not, might not be able to find me for <laughs> Eric. Will, Eric will be in, in like the Super Bowl <laughs> city. Basically, claiming his territory for a month in advance. I anyone even gets down there. I, it, it's in New Orleans. It's in New Orleans next year. It's a heck of a probably best Super Bowl. It's going to be crawfish <laughs> and Aunt Cindy all month for Eric Holzman. Let me tell I have you. No, <laughs> I no. I don't. I don't know what I would do. Honestly, just making it, just getting there. If they ever won, dead. I'm dead. <laughs> Here, I'm going to go out in some kind of bourbon floor everyone's window. Eric Holzman well, we, is a man to uh, not be stopped. We that's that's the Super Bowl that we thought we were going to get a few years ago, and it was Packers Steelers. The Jets almost beat Pittsburgh that game, if I remember. So we almost got that game. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Rex Ryan, yeah. the Rex Ryan, the Jets in a Super Bowl, like <laughs> things people have never said before. No, uh, they like, have not once, since, not since nineteen ninety eight. Oh, well, not my. Yeah, I guess they, not, not my, I don't have time, I, but. Yeah, I remember they then they had the game against the Broncos in '98. You know that was the last Elway oh. year. Before. They had Parcells, that, yeah. That they, game, everything I think Elway's last year was '99. Were they ahead at halftime? The Jets? They were winning ten nothing. Yeah. yeah, everything that like in Denver. That was that was the Murphy's Law game. I call it because Curtis Martin who never fumbles. Fumbled. It was that's the right. weirdest game ever. But that's why Jeff fans are the way they are because, and this, the, and the, but you got him back. Like you broke Brian Cox killed Terrell Davis. <laughs> like he ruined his career. That. My cousin's a Broncos fan who still <laughs> hates the Jets maybe more than the Raiders because of that game. Yeah, and Jeff, then and then we and never they, then they created Tom Brady. Brady. We never so hear of like, Tom Brady if Mo Lewis doesn't knock out Drew Bledsoe. We never hear of Tom Brady. Tom Brady never gets to start. So the Jets so are the Jets, a power. Yeah, so the Jets aren't a poverty franchise; they're a catalyst franchise. Maybe exactly, that's the, way that's the it. best way to put For it. Somebody <laughs> else's franchise. They just it's, do things yeah. and benefit other teams. <laughs> so crazy, man! Oh, like I could, I can relate to a lot of the other fans, fan bases that don't that haven't been successful. So, like Minnesota, you know those those <laughs> fan bases. Well, no, but. It things happen to them too, right? I could say that, and that's how I feel as a Jets fan. So when things happen to them, I'm like, I could kind of. What is your? I I, just to harp on Wado here. What is your equivalent Jets wise to the Minnesota Miracle? Like, well, it wasn't. It wasn't a playoff game, but the Monday Night Miracle against the the Dolphins when they were down thirty to six or something like that. Okay, and they they Uh, wound up and they wound up winning. That was one of the best games I've ever seen. I remember, I remember, I'll never forget the picture of Jason Taylor like egging people on from the sideline mm-hmm. and like, ha ha ha, goodbye. Yeah. And then when Jumbo Elliott caught the touchdown in the end zone, it, it's that, I remember game, that game. Yeah, that game was just insane and so much fun to watch as a Jets fan. Were, weren't the Jets part of the Heidi game too? Yeah, they were. It was Jets Raiders, Eric, game. Eric, do you remember the Marino fake spike? Of course I do. Okay, I, I'm just I curious. Against the Jets, I did not. I should yeah. that was against the Jets. Yeah. yeah, no, that was against the Jets. <laughs> yeah, and he threw it. Aaron Glenn was was a pretty good cornerback. One close to he was a Pro Bowl level cornerback, and he got him on that. <laughs> so yeah, I remember that game as well. 
Eric, I've been to a Jets game at Lambeau before. And so I got to say, I did meet Fireman Ed was there. Mm-hmm. But I've met I, some of the Jets fans, honestly, are some of the best fans in the league. And it's probably just because of tolerance. They hang in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Jets but they're very tolerant. When I went I to just, Dallas, I, I've, I've been to a Jets and a Giants game. And I got to say, I like the, the Jets fans for whatever reason <laughs> are a little more polite. <laughs> There's reasons for that. I could I could yeah. tell you them, but I don't want anyone to hate me. So I'll just keep it moving. And <laughs> we'll yep, keep, yep, yeah, yeah. We'll keep going forward here. There's some violence. Want, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to choose violence. <laughs> Uh, the show yeah. today. All right, so I'll write down the picks, lock them in. I'll post them on the in the group, the Facebook group, so we have them for posterity. I'll post it tonight because if I don't get the show up, I want it to be up before tomorrow. So uh, we'll have them up there. All right, that's it. Hol- Holzman just thinking about the audience. He's a tr- yes, he's a cr- yes. Eric is a man of the people. We, we knew that. I knew that. I tried two guest appearances. Yeah. <laughs> I try. There's All right, so we're gonna go. Now. We're gonna go through some of our news. We're not, it's not going to be as much as usual, but we'll go through some of the stories that we heard this week that are going on in fandom and pop culture like we always do. And first, I want to start with, because this news kind of made me happy, Daredevil, born again, has restarted production. Woo-hoo! Uh, the re, this, yeah. is revamped, this is the revamped Daredevil. And <laughs> we've seen, we have seen pictures of both Heron and Foggy floating around the net as part of the production. So it appears that those those rumors might necessarily be true. So first of all, what do you guys think? Chris, let's ask you first because you haven't been on the show. What do you think of them switching gears and going from whatever, I guess, more lighthearted version of them they were going to do because it go back to the, the more Netflix stylized version of the character? I, th- you know, I think that might be kind of what Marvel might need right now. Is that I, there's obviously a lot of similarities between Daredevil and Batman. I mean, I think that's you know, there's no no way to go there. And I think you know, seeing ben Affleck returns baby. to Ben. All besides besides Batfleck, we are. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I am not going to get. I am not going to get you going on that. I am not going. I am not going to get the Zaddy going on that one. <laughs> but you know, I think I feel like that's kind of the way to go with the way it's. You know, I think people are more into. You got to shake things up a little bit, formula wise. You know, the way Marvel's been. You know, they got to reinvent themselves a little bit because you know comic book movies you know there's been a lot of debate on where and maybe even tv shows too i guess we can include in that on where they're going and i think you know reinventing it going back that way you know i think is definitely the way to go that's at least that's how i feel yeah i mean yeah i agree i mean i do think it was a smart move they brought back the old stunt and fight coordinator phil silver is his name so that's another sign that yeah we're gonna get more of that a version of the character and like i said we saw some pictures of of both foggy and karen back if you're looking around the internet it's been kind of hard to miss They've been, <laughs> people have been posting them so i'm sorry thanks Pete, for spoiling but, for me eric i missed it and now I know yeah that, sorry so appreciate it spoiler alert not really but for the show <laughs> but for the show's purpose for the shows. yeah for the show i wanted to put put it out there so <laughs> so yeah pre-production we're going forward show's still coming I just, I'm still amazed that the MCU thought that their Daredevil was so bad they had to go back and borrow somebody else. I just the the, the current MCU is just a, sh- a shell of itself, really. Like they're just, they're literally just taking everything that has come before and recycling again. Like when you, if you really want to talk about recycled bullshit, that is what the MCU has become because they're not even coming up with fresh ideas. They're taking other ed- people's ideas and just sticking their label on it. It's very fascinating to me because this is nothing more than season four of daredevil essentially they spent so long trying to keep them separate like I, i've said this before this isn't anything new but like they basically you know redhead stepchild the, the netflix first netflix verse for so long and now they're kind of hoping it, it it's what saves them right like you know that you're you're banking on the identity of what somebody else created and it's not even it doesn't even fit in with what you've been doing for the last 20 movies well they're it's the recycling they're recycling other people's ideas, but they're also kind of recycling their own. I mean, I know there's comic basis in, you know, Ironheart and, you know, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's like, they're kind of like revamping the Avengers to, you know, there was that rumor that they were going to bring back, you know, Robert Downey Jr. That turned out. It's like the facsimile squad. (laughs) Correct. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, I, you know, I can't believe, you know, Feige is good as he did with that, you know, we'll call it the infinities, the infinity saga, I think they call it. 
yeah, the Thanos era, you know, as good of a job that they did there, but they didn't have the foresight for what comes next. You know, Endgame does all this, and they're kind of like, okay, well, oh crap, what do we do? Like, I'll be what? honest, like, maybe I, they just had one story in them, and that was the Infinity Saga. Maybe there is no other f- story to follow it up with because they just they don't have a good one to come up with. They were a maybe they just had the own, one story. Yeah, they were a victim of their own success because after the Infinity Saga, they tried to do what everyone said, like just put out these solo films, and they were doing that. But everyone's mm-hmm. so used to it, they're having some kind of connective story. People are like, "Where's the story? What are we supposed like? What are we supposed to right, follow?" Right, 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 right. So it was kind of a kind of a double-edged sword at the end because you know you had great success with that method, and they tried something different. It just didn't. People wouldn't catch on. So I also think the quality of their movies is a huge step down from when they first tried to do this. I mean, you're talking about like the Eternals, there's you know things like that that are huge just misses. Captain right. Captain Marvel two. What else was it? What else was a big miss for them outside of like Guardians 3? Like, what was their Ant- big... Ant-Man Quantumania that bombed as well? Like, the first two Ant-Man and were huge. Shang-Chi hits. did well. Yeah. Um, Shang-Chi did good. It was a very good movie. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness financially did well. Um, I enjoy that one a lot too. But yeah, I'm trying to think, I, I, I feel like with this this run of the MCU movies is more negative than, than positive. Obviously, Spider Man, obviously, they're gonna, they're gonna have to do some with the next Spider. The next Spider Man's gonna have to be huge but i guess they're still waiting on whether or not tom holland's gonna do it right yeah i mean we we reported a few weeks ago that he's actually part of development with the story if he, if, if he indeed comes back and pete kind of thinks I, yeah I well there's, wrong, there's pete, rumors but... now that sony and marvel just completely disagree on what to do with the next movie so you know there, there's <sighs> rumors that sony wants to dive double down on mcguire and and Garfield, Garfield, yeah, and Marvel wants to move ahead with Holland, and so the, the, the this is it. Like we're we're back in we're back here again. Before we were No Way Home, where Sony's going to pull Spider Man away, and they're going to do what they want. And I, I bet you we're going to see more Maguire and and Garfield. I just I just have a feeling Sony's pulled it away once, and they got what they wanted. Don't think that they're, they're going to be afraid to pull it away again and just do their own thing because they they they're very confident in themselves for whatever goddamn reason with this. Venom, Morbius, Madam Web bullshit. They're very confident in themselves. And then off the Spider-Verse movies, the animated stuff, they think they got an idea. Like, I'm, I'm telling you right now, they're, Sony feels very high on themselves. Do not be surprised if they pull Spider-Man away from Marvel. They can't agree. Well, you know, give give him, give Peter Parker one more movie, I think, or whatever they want to do. And then, you know, the Spider-Verse, the animated movies, that trilogy will rest. And then maybe you jump into a live action Miles Morales. Yeah. I know that's been rumored, but it hasn't developed. But you know, you've got a, a you've got an established alternate version of a big character now. Whereas, you know, so you don't really have that just start off with a Miles Morales movie. We're just going. Or you probably right could. I just and just have both of them. I don't know. You know, I yeah, Peter in the MCU and Miles doing his own thing. Have that have that third animated movie end with a post credit scene in a live action. Roll it out that way. Like I mean, they're going to connect it somehow universe. anyway. It's, I mean, yeah, it can't be any worse than the connected tissue between that and Venom. Correct. Correct. Be honest. You so, know. But it's all got to connect. It's all got to connect. In the I, MCU, it kind of does. Sony does, might as yeah. well be Warner Brothers at this point. They're going to recycle and they're going to try to run the well dry. And guess what? The, oh, that well has been dry for a while. Well, I mean, this is, the this worst is, thing. Is, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead I was going to say the worst thing that happened was Venom making money. <laughs> Correct. Right. If Venom didn't make money, they probably don't continue going forward with any of this. And how, how did the second, how bad did the second one do? Oh, God. It wasn't. Second oh, one is, I feel like it wasn't. Star- I have a lot of. I have issues with the high. second Venom movie. I have a lot yeah. of issues. I, I'm yeah. just talking financially. I mean, it, I guess it didn't equal the first. It didn't, but was they're making a, a third one. So it made, was that a co- it, was it, it made enough like that to justify a, a third. Yeah, was that a COVID? Well, that was a COVID era release, right? I think so. And that might have hurt. That might have hurt it. Okay, I think it was. Yes. So people well, love Hardy in this role. Like, I like the first Venom myself. To be honest with you, I think it's. It's a guilty pleasure movie for me. The second one, I, mm-hmm. I, I I haven't even really revisited it. But you weren't alone, Pete, because the first one made a ton of money. Made a ton so. of money. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people. But I'll admit, it, it's it's a Venom one is a really solid like 1999 comic book movie. You know, screw source material. We'll be faithful just enough. <laughs> we'll give you Jameson sprinkles here. We'll you know that we'll do this that over there, and then you know it's not really going to come out to much, but it's Venom. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, we talked a little. We you mentioned Madam Web as we're in this now Sony verse of of villain movies because that's kind of what all this really is. We haven't seen Craven yet, so we'll see how that goes as well. Oh God! But 
we know Madam Web is coming out. Pete and I have covered it pretty extensively from the first, I think, on location site that they mentioned. When they first started repping out 1996 Corollas. Yeah. From the junkyard. <laughs> I remember we were, we were talking about it. So it's coming. And Dakota Johnson, who's the star, has been speaking more and more lately. Apparently, she got to do some driving and her own stunt work driving. So she's very, very proud of herself. Ooh, look at yes. look Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> so she drove an ambulance, a taxi. She drove everything in the movie. And she's really, really. Yeah. She said, watch out, Tom Cruise. And yeah. So that's cool. She's kind of doing her own stuff. I think that's cool. I just I'm glad that there's some action in this movie because I have no idea what it's really about. Like, I just we don't know anything about this. It's about a man and web that I'm not really that familiar with myself. It's not my favorite version of the character. So we'll see what goes on with it. But again, it, it <laughs> it's a Sony Spider-Man list Spider-Man movie. I don't know what to expect. I know what to expect, but I just I don't know how people will react <laughs> to it. Yes. I yeah, my 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 standards are low on this one personally. I, you know, for, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see see this being much. It might be a more of a niche type film. Maybe might get some home, you know, some home video traction, but yeah, I don't, I don't see this this being any, it almost feels like somebody was like, remember the birds of prey movie? Let's do one of those. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's kind of, of but that's a good analogy. That is a very good analogy. I didn't either, but yeah. So it's set in 2003. As as if we didn't know, there you go. As I mentioned on the last show, the fact that I think it has Sydney Sweeney and Isabella Merced and people that are in this film that are popular now. The Nico Caruso hot list. Yeah, I think you're going to get people watching it from just because, oh, Sydney Sweeney's in it. I want to go see it. I think there's a certain cinephile attraction to this because of who's in it, right? Like, I don't know. The, the, the each one of these girls is a, is a Twitter, like just, I don't know, hit, hit, hot word. <laughs> like I see their names trending on in the internet all the time. So I, I, I feel like they're banking a lot on PR and name recognition here, which they probably should. Cause I don't know if anyone's really even knows what this movie's about outside of, especially outside of fandom. I, I don't think within fandom, many people are excited for it. Mostly because it's got the name Sony attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. So the director is CJ Clarkson. She was speaking about it because everyone's saying, you know, because it's in it's a Spider-Man character and it's in the Sonyverse, and you know, could it be an MCU connection? She says no, it's a standalone world. She had free reign and let the movie be what it needed to be. So, and she said that was a gift. So I'm assuming that as we've all known and seen, that a lot of directors are kind of like, Yeah, okay, maybe I'll do that. Can I make my film <laughs> when it comes to working with Marvel? And she got she got free reign to do what she wants to do. So well, she's not really working with Marvel. That's the thing. She's right. more. It's a Sony. I just I'm like I'm like so I'm not going to see Jared Leto pop up in this, and you're not going to try to take down Spider Man <laughs> like the last one you guys did. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You don't know until we see it. There's who's to say in post they're not going to go back or that they didn't go back and add. A, I want to see Keaton pop up in the next one. Like he was in. <laughs> Like, yeah. I want to. I want to know what goes on here, or am I just going to get another Mark uh, Strong Sinestro, or that's it, and that's just what it is? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. The movie is. Have you out. seen Morbius, Chris? Unfortunately, no. Or fortunately, should, no. I should say. Fortunately, yeah. You should see yeah. Morbius. You should see Morbius. I just i I watched the trailer. I'm like, did it's I just wild. watch a preview of just a car crash compilation? Like I. I saw Keaton's cameo at the end of the movie. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I did see that. I did see the like, like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to sit through all that, but I saw that. I'm like, why the hell is the vulture in here? Like, I don't understand. Because if you go back and look at the trailers, they, they have a completely different interaction. Yeah. (laughs) It's in the trailers. I know. So it's that's Yeah. Maybe that's what threw me off. I was like, what the hell? Sony, man. Yeah. As I'm saying, like, Madam Web, dude, Madam Web is going to be something, dude. It's going to be something to witness. It may I'm, be a complete dumpster fire or it may be a guilty pleasure. You may, it may actually be good. I don't know, but it's going to be something to check out. They need to be happy like, they, they make good electronics because <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen uh, with this one. But I'm still praying, guys, fans, push, talk to whoever you need to talk to at Sony to get Pete and I at the damn premiere. That's what we want. <laughs> I want I want a picture of Eric with Sydney Sweeney. 
and Dakota Johnson and Isabella Merced and all the rest of the cast would be cool. And I'll be going into work the day after the premiere shenanigans at Madam Web premiere. I'll be like, oh, God, what the hell do those two get into? <laughs> well, I got to put it on Green Bay TV now. Sorry, boys. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. <laughs> so you mentioned Ironheart and Ironheart has, has concluded filming. So it began filming back in June of 2022, and through the strikes, of course, there were probably slowdowns. But Dominique Thorne, who's playing Riri Williams, who we saw in Wakanda Forever as well, she's reprising her role, and will be the filming has concluded. She said she can. She says I can say strap in and get ready. It will be a ride, much like they all are. It's an epic journey and one that I'm very excited to share. So I actually liked her character in Wakanda Forever. Uh, mm-hmm. this, is, this is another. Her, like another character that I don't know much about. It's a six episode series on Disney plus. Of course, it also stars Alden Ehrenreich, Anthony Ramos, Lyric Ross and Sasha Baron Cohen. So where's your guys? I guess I'll ask both of you. Where do you guys have any interest in this? Are you going to watch it? I forgot all about it <laughs> I, I, until this article. I forgot all about it. I personally didn't really like Wakanda forever. Really? Like it's a good movie. I just didn't really enjoy it. So like it's her character just like nothing that movie really sticks out to me, to be honest with you. That includes Ironheart. So I'm not really into it. I don't know. I I gotta check out Echo first. <laughs> it's on my list. Yeah. yeah. The the beginning of Wakanda Forever. So the stuff with the T'Challa funeral I thought was incredible. Pulled at my heartstrings. You know, obviously after, you know, Chadwick's sad passing. So I thought that was great. But it took so much out of me emotionally that I had trouble con- maybe that's I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Pete. It kind of wasn't, you know, I feel like the beginning took so much out of me that it was hard to enjoy the rest of the movie, if that makes I feel like any it's very accurate. sense. Yeah, um, yeah that's so I, but But, you know, I I loved the, the Tony Stark character, and I just like, you know, this, I really hope she kind of, I, you know, I had read rumors of, you know, like a Robert Downey Jr. AI thing in there, you know, being her version of Jarvis or Friday, you know, I thought that would kind of be a cool mm-hmm. trick, but. I'm interested in it just because, you know, I kind of dug a little bit into the comics and I'm like, this is an interesting character, you know, yeah. in terms of not just of, you know, the representation of what it can mean for, you know, African-American girls seeing somebody in the STEM field like that, which is important. But, you know, it's it's such it's a it's a unique character in the sense that she's picking up, you know, kind of where Tony Stark left off in that. And I really interested to see how this works, because that's that's where I think Mark. Marvel is trying to set this up as is mm-hmm. she's the RDJ successor, which those are big shoes to fill for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Riri Williams character almost represents what I think Marvel is doing wrong. And it's like, instead of just continuing on making Iron Man movies or trying to make something similar with a different character, like I, yeah. I, I just feel like you should have just honestly never have killed Robert Downey Jr. And just kept going. Like I just, Iron Man movies are, are very popular and just, and it's the whole thing about the shared universe. Now you're handcuffed, you know, unless you bring in Iron Man from like Earth 35, you know, or you do a prequel before, uh, you know, Endgame or something like that, right? Like, you know, this Robert Downey Jr.'s dead or something like that. So it's just, I I don't know. It's it, There's a lot that kind of rubs me the wrong way just with the MCU. And this is like kind of one of those things. Because you can't, you can't undo that. Because if you, if, you, if you lessen that sacrifice that he made in that movie, Right. You're you're you're, yeah. you're destroying that movie. You're yeah. you are destroy you're destroying the most profitable but movie. But at the same of time, time, like imagine if you're like a hardcore Iron Man fan. Right. That's right. it. That's, you, I mean, I know you got this great Iron Man throughout, you know, he's got a trilogy. He's basically right. two trilogies, basically in three Avengers, right? Right. How how many Avengers movies was he in? He basically got more than two, two trilogies, essentially, right? He's like that's six movies. Yeah. You know, like well, but, well, but again, like well, that's it though. That that's I don't know. Unless I'm being greedy, I just feel like civil civil war to me was little, Iron Man three and a half too. Yeah. So I mean, I think I, I that counts as I think a partial Iron Man. Movie I, too. See, I'm looking at yeah. it also from like a Captain America perspective because yeah. I got two really good Captain America movies. I got him in an Avengers half an Avengers film, a bunch of things. But like I don't know, like I want to see him do more Captain America stuff. Like I thought mm-hmm. if Hugo Weaving was great. The Red Skull. I would have loved to see him come back. Stuff like that. I just yep. You know. I wanted more cap and I'm just not going to get it. I mean, I'll get Sam, but, and I enjoyed Falcon and winter soldier, but you know, Steve Rogers, is my guy. Well, I mean the red skull thing, that's, you know, imagine, imagine doing that like to a, to a Joker, you know, that's kind of the captain America's number one villain. You kind of mm-hmm. just don't, you don't do that to that main villain, but yeah, that missed opportunity there. I agree uh, yeah. completely. Yeah. I mean, I do agree. I thought 
I did. I enjoy both of the Captain, the first two Captain America movies. I even enjoy Civil War to an extent. Yeah, I'm with um, you. Well, it's just, it, yeah, it's just not. They just shouldn't have called it Cap, Cap, Captain America thing. They could have just called it Civil War, and it would have been fine. But I know Captain America Civil War. They had trouble naming story, the Captain so. America movies because I feel like Winter Soldier is actually like the rise and fall of Hydra. Like it's not really about the Winter Soldier. He's just in there causing ruckus. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's still my favorite marvel movie i still think it's the best marvel movie yeah that's my it's, favorite. yeah movie. i agree i yeah. agree so and but, it's directed by people i don't like <laughs> so that's all my praise i have for it but the way they set this thing up it's like real life progression so you know you want to have stakes people have to die you want to yeah that's true know. i just i don't know superhero movies it's that it's not real life <laughs> no i agree with you i and just it, go there to yeah, escape real life i got you Trust you me, know? Pete, if this doesn't work, they're going to end the whole thing and they will reboot from the beginning and start this all over again. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Like, I have the, to Can the MCU do that? I mean, eventually you can just say, yeah, we're ending it. And then they can do like one kind of wrap up film show, whatever they want to do. Everyone's and, coming back for that. And then, yeah. And then just a couple years, maybe five years later, say, hey, we want to try this again with a completely younger cast and all the You're people. You're telling me the MCU is going to wait five years to release? I, and they can't even wait five months. Well, contractually, <laughs> they might not be able to. I don't know how the rights things work. So contractually, you might have to be like, yes, we have to make a movie every blah, blah years. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know the contracts, yeah, but that's a Superman thing. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, I'm trying to think, though, but if these things continue to fall off and aren't making the money they once made eventually they're going to have to do something so yeah i'm interested to see what happens it's this time is almost way more interesting than when they were actually making hit after hit after hit like it's like well what do you do how do you pivot what's your plan like you know i'm not one of those people who's like screaming about a plan but i'm kind of interested here yeah you gotta make and you gotta make the general audience miss the characters yeah you know that's the one thing like with you know, like with like take Batman for example. You didn't have a solo movie between 2012 and 2022, but you had he was in other movies. You know, so I don't know if that if that hindered. I think actually that might have hindered the Matt Reeves film a little bit. I think it would have been a billion dollars if you hadn't had BVS in there. But that's just oh, to be honest, I think the same thing about day. Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman yeah. had a little bit of BVS stink on it. Yep. Yeah, there was there they were held back. You got to make the joke because it's is there. You know, there is something we're, interesting. We're we're talking about the fan hats on, so you got to make sure you take the general audience into consideration that they gotta—they're the ones that really drive these. Well, but, but, there, there aren't enough of us to. There's that out. argument. There's the BOF argument that you know the the shared universe Batman always seems to fail, whether it's Affleck or Keaton, right? Like, even Keaton resurgence was nothing. Meanwhile, the Matt Reeves solo Batman, you know, while it didn't create a cultural like phenomenon, it was just well received by the general audience. So much better. It's just—it's fascinating how supernatural. Maybe fantastical Batman doesn't even resonate with the general audience, but the more street level Batman does. I don't you know? think it's hard for me to call what they did with those films a good attempt at it, even though I like Affleck's Batman and I thought for what they he wanted to do in that movie. He I mean, Snyder tried, character. dude. He gave it. Yeah, a, you know, he, he may did. not have had the best idea, but he I mean, he went in there. He shot. His, he shot his load. He went in there shooting a shot. Yes. F- ben, ben Affleck's Batman is going to go down as the biggest waste of potential, I think, maybe in DC film history. Speaking of hot, I'm dropping hot takes left and right here. What could <laughs> have been think, with I don't that? I you're wrong. I don't think What could have been with that is if DC had just taken their time, and I've told Bill this, and I think I told you guys this is the watch party a couple years ago, is that, you know, it's you just, if you take your time and build that, you know, I would have loved to have seen what pushed that Batman to that point. Yep. Would it have been a death in the family story? Maybe, but. You know, I don't know, but I just would have loved to have seen that. But Marvel was going through the roof at that time. DC mm-hmm. panicked, put the floor on the accelerator before realizing what they had in the car, you know, in terms of an engine. So, yeah. That's yeah. something like, can you imagine a couple, uh, maybe like one or two movies of Affleck getting to that breaking point and then becoming the Affleck, the Batman we see in BVS? That, that's, that would have been something to watch. It really would have been something nice. And it would have made his arc in The Flash a little more yep. believable, too. You know? So, but yeah, the Flash, bat, the Keaton Batman in the Flash, that to me is the more fantastical Batman. He's flying through the air. He's doing all that quick stuff. I mean, I loved seeing it because I'm like, wow, this guy's like almost 70 years old and he's mm-hmm. just doing all this crazy stuff. I know it wasn't really him, but, you know, just yeah. thinking about it, you're just thinking about the it. Bruce Wayne in that movie. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Right? It's, it's, but yeah, it's it's a version of that Batman. It's not, you know, I, I it's not the 89 right. returns. I'm with you, Chris. Like, it, to me, yeah. it's like, 
89 universe 89.1 right yeah. like it's yeah it's a combination of a bunch of things that happened before it and that's just what he sure. happened to look like like i i, I take that approach to it myself yeah. but and i said that and i yeah that appearance just does make me wonder like you know the whole batman's teflon like i don't know if i agree with that anymore the flash makes me wonder it just does it just, and i know ezra had a lot of issues i know that didn't help but i'm just saying it, it came out at a weird time i'm just i'm just a little nervous that's all yeah. Well, and as these and as these studios continue to screw around, that Teflon is going to wear off. Yeah. You know, because you go to the well too much because we don't suffer. miss the character. Correct. We don't miss the character. And, and, and as the industry can, if the if the if the genre continues to suffer, it's going to rub off on everybody. Yeah. That's just my two cents. Yeah. No, I mean that's fair. And speaking of <laughs> not giving time to uh, miss the characters, we have another <laughs> Superman legacy <laughs> casting announcement well supergirl there she's going to be in it and they are screen what a testing, surprise yeah they are screen testing both millie alcock and meg donnelly for the role millie alcock if you guys are watching house of the dragon she played the young rhaenyra targaryen so if you haven't seen her what? work yeah <laughs> the young rhaenyra Yo, targaryen i'm not gonna <laughs> huh i'm not saying a word about house of the dragon yeah oh, okay. you don't <laughs> like it I, I do. It's just I'm I feel like I'm actually one of the few in my friend circle that actually do. So okay, nice to hear somebody I love else it. like it. So yeah, I love it. So and then good, good. yeah, and then Meg Donnelly, who was I believe she kind of a child star in Disney Channel. She was in Z- Zombies musical franchise on there. Just from the look of both of them, I'm going more with Donnelly. Uh, the only one who's acting talent I know though is Millie Alcox, and she's fantastic. So whoever they pick, I'll be fine with. But Chris, since you know of you know Millie's work as well, what do you think about that announcement and who they're looking at? I think you know I I'm still concerned that they're packing this film too much. But at least this character yeah. makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. At least Supergirl makes sense for this film. It's I've got concerns about this movie notwithstanding. Uh, James Gunn is a heck of a director, but I don't know where they're going. Yeah, in terms of, in terms of a casting choice, I'm I, I still think Sasha, Sasha Kali got a little bit of a short stick. I thought she was. Fantastic in the Flash, but you know, pivoting away from that, given the multiversal nature of the movie, I mean, I guess it's fine. But I think you know, I, I'm gonna have to just trust James Gunn on this one. I don't, I don't know what else to do on it because this is such a different movie than what I think we're seeing. But I, I, this is the one movie that I'm actually looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I mean, the DC. Well, it's, it's gonna be the first one, so I mean, obviously, that's gonna be the way to go. But this is gonna review a lot. But I mean, just make we need to just not make it. Can we just make a good. Superman movie, please. Like I, maybe some of these are just going to be one-off cameos. Maybe these are just going to be one-off, you know, brief cameos, like you saw, like the Flash and Aquaman and BVS. You know, maybe that's just going to be the thing. Those those flashes, but everyone really loved all those cameos. (laughs) (laughs) Those cameos were huge successes with (laughs) Fed. It's it's yeah, hard it, when you hear all these castings. It's hard to know what we're getting because we don't have yeah, any right. idea of the plot yet, right? We we haven't been. It would help if we had a trailer. But do we, we have? Do we? Do we yeah. Did I miss? Do we? Or am I just forgetting? Do we even have a mod or pock end? No, no. That's kind of what I'm wondering. Like I so I feel like I gotta. I need to see a trailer. Yeah, At the very yeah least, I'm I need with to you. See a trailer. I'm with you. Yeah, and I, I need to see a trailer and I need to see a costume. I need yeah. to see corn sweat in a in the in the suit. I got that fooled by one. There was a fake one going around, yeah, and he looked just like Cavill. And I was like, "Oh wow! Like this is this is kind of eerie. He looks a lot like <laughs> Cavill." The, the, the rumor, the rumored of using the Fleischer suit, I think, the, or the logo at least, the Fleischer S, intrigues me a little bit. You know, using the old. I like seeing on Superman logo. and Lois. Yeah, I thought it was fun to pop up every now. And that then. was a that was a fun pop up. You know, kind of as like a first early Superman appearance. You yeah. know, kind of a thing, but. I kind of am intrigued by that, but James Gunn has got he's got to stick the landing on this one, or he's got to all I, I, in the trouble. entire his entire job le- is on the line here with Superman Legacy. His entire universe is on the line. I think if Superman Legacy bombs, we won't even see this Brave and the Bold movie. But these, his legacy is on the line. <laughs> yeah, literally as 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 uh, the, you know the next Feige. But uh, either of these girls looks wonderful for Supergirl. You know, while Kai did a fantastic job, I thought she was a a nice little remix of what Cavill should be what Cavill's Superman was to that world. So like I made sense over there, you know, I, I'm with Chris. I got to trust him. I need to see a trailer before I can judge it, but I'm very, everyone knows I'm very weary about Superman legacy. It's nothing new. You all know how I feel about it. So 
it's all wait and see. But uh, yeah, I just it does make sense that uh, Superman characters are in a Superman movie. So this I can't really make fun of this one too much. But I'll uh, I'll wait for Condiment King to pop up and then I'll crack on that one. <laughs> that would be funny. I'd love it. But in that vein of cameos, we things that might be happening, characters that might be showing up. Ryan Reynolds announced Deadpool three has wrapped after the strike delay. He he did a post, I believe, on both Instagram and Twitter. At least I saw it on Twitter, so that's where I saw it. Um, he said the suit hides the blood, also sweat, but today with Deadpool wrapping, it's mostly <laughs> it's mostly tears. Tears. <laughs> he went on to thank co-star Hugh Jackman and said, "I got to make the movie with my closest pals, and that doesn't happen very often." Jackman then also said, "What a ride! I loved every minute of making this movie. Well, not the training and diet, but the other ninety-three point two percent. The best cast and crew. Thank you. You are all aces." He also showed a picture of him shaving again. So this is one of the movies that I am really, really looking forward to. So I'm happy it's wrapped. I'm happy it's coming. What did you guys think about the? Well, Chris, first I haven't talked to you about it. What is your anticipation for this? And you know. What do you think it's going to be like? Can't cannot wait. And if Marvel, this is something you know I really would love. Dark, Deadpool in the MCU, just oh, the comedy that just it, it could be awesome. This could be the thing. He could be really the one that carries that universe forward. You know, I would even mind seeing you know after this, like a you know they did the graphic novel Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. A Deadpool mm-hmm. kills that'd the be a MCU great way to reboot. Movie. I think that'd be a great reboot. And you could have it would make a ton of money on the way because it's Deadpool, you know. Right. going out of his way so you know it's deadpool doing deadpool things uh-huh so i i cannot wait for this i hope we are going to get more deadpool that post makes it sure sounds like this might be it for reynolds doing it but i i don't know but i'm i'm excited this is probably outside of the batman part two of the movie i'm most excited to see uh the next couple of years yeah yeah Pete- I'm, I'm with chris all the way on this yeah. i just I, I am so highly anticipating this movie not just for jackman's return but for ryan reynolds he loves deadpool he loves doing it the passion he has for this character is is second to none i like the first one more than the second one i think the second one's very good i just i, I like the first one a little bit more sure but I, I i think this might be exactly what the genre needs a little bit of levity something that can make fun of itself it, I, the jokes in this, it, it's going to make fun of itself a lot. So just be prepared to be, you know, in, some may say they went over to the top, they beat you over the head with, with a hammer, but I think Deadpool is going to be the thing that kind of rejuvenates uh, life into this genre. And then you get into the Batman part two, like Chris said, like, yeah, these are my most highly anticipated movies of the genre right now. And I think Deadpool is going to save us. Superman legacy is not anticipated. It's more anticipated in the sense that please don't be a train wreck. Let me just clarify that. hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm with you. 100%. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. They're, those are my two most anticipated right now in this genre. And then with Superman Legacy, yeah, you're, to me, it's kind of like I'm very interested because I want to see him do the movie, but I'm also very nervous because I know how much is riding on it. So, no disrespect kinda, to Joker, too, by the way. Just yeah. Saying. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I, I imagine that's going to be a very depressing yeah. movie. <laughs> the musical, that, that, that's, that's enough. I mean, fully ado is that I can't wait for that either, but yes. All right, gentlemen. Well, that's a wrap on this one. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Chris, as always, it's great to have you on the show. Yes. 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 Nice chat. Always nice chatting with, with, with you too. I said, yep. I said it last year. I'll say it again. You guys do a fantastic job. Y'all do it. Y'all do this the right way. So thank you. Just following Holzman's lead. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm well aware of Pete. I, I, I've, I've, I've like, I've seen you both in person. I'm well aware that he's, He's the soul, the heart, and maybe he's the, the, he's I don't the know. big man on campus. He's the quarterback. <laughs> he's holding him on. Let's be honest. Whatever. Stop it. His presence uh, dwarfs he's everything. In His <laughs> charisma is bigger than both of us. <laughs> well, yeah, Chris, I got you. let everyone know where they could talk to you. So tell them. Fine. So I am on what the hell are we calling the platform this week? Twitter X. Yeah, it's Twitter. Elon Land. Elon Chris Land. Burke. I am K. K-R-I-S, Burke, B-U-R-K-E. My first name is spelled weird. My parents, not me. I'm also, I check in quite a bit on the on the Facebook, on the B-O-F, Batman on Film Group. Got to step up con- contributions there. Again, a little bit more of the football season's over and day job has finally settled down to where I can kind of get into the stuff I enjoyed a little more, a little bit. Working in, working in news in this world right now, folks, is not easy. I can tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, it's that. That's kind of where I'm at. Thank you guys for having me. Glad we got to do it on the championship show. Uh, so the Super Bowl. So we had more, more games to talk about. 
Yeah. One more game, but yeah, definitely looking forward, looking forward to doing this again. So thank you for having me. Thanks, Chris. All right, Pete. You can follow me on social media at Pete Illustrated. You can follow the show, the show you're listening to right now, straight to Gotham at straight underscore O underscore GM on Instagram and Twitter. Check out the Italian Spider-Man Coalition at Spidey Coalition. We have, we'll have a new episode dropping there. Appear monthly on the Batman Book Club with Ryan Lauer, BatmanFilm.com, BatmanFilm YouTube. Check that stuff out. Man, that's really it. Holzimon, take us away. Yes, yes, yes. At Finally33 on Twitter, you guys know where to find me over there. I uh, also my my New York Knicks show, I, my New York Knicks live stream. I do every Wednesday night, either you before or after the game, depending on if there's a game or not. If there's no game, it's usually around eight o'clock. It's a live stream on Facebook Live, YouTube, all nicked up. It's called. But if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's at all underscore nicked underscore up there, and that's where if you want to interact with me about basketball, I'll do that there because I have a lot have a lot of discussions there. Oh, I know. We just hired Doc Rivers, so I have opinions too. <laughs> yeah, Good that's luck. true. That's true. So we'll see. Good work. Good work. Good so work. Good work for you. But yeah, but guys, check us out for there for for all your Knicks chat, especially if you're a Knicks fan or if you're just fans of the NBA. Come watch the show. We talk the NBA as well. So come check us out over there. I came up with a with a song actually. Oh, no, all nicked up. Oh boy. Oh, Nick Dup, what you gonna do? Hosemon gonna talk basketball with you. Oh, Nick Dup, what, what? Oh, Nick Dup, what, what? What do you think? You think I, right. just, I, I just think I need a beat. Uh, 311 might, might come back at you for that. Sounds very similar to all mixed up. <laughs> but it's all Nick Dup. I, I know, I hear you. It's off, it's off key enough, I think they'll be okay. It's a good start. It's I'm no American Idol. It's in the infancy. It's in its infancy just, yeah. now. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. But I'll, I'll I talk appreci- to my singing coach, Eric. We appreciate <laughs> we appreciate the attempt. We appreciate the attempt. All right, thank you guys out there for listening again. As always, we would not do this show if you did not support us. So thanks again. I just wanted to say that today, as we approach 150, this is episode 141. So as we approach 150, uh, yeah, we're getting there. I never thought we would. <laughs> between this many shows i really but... thought eric was gonna quit like 30 episodes ago <laughs> so yeah but i'm still here we're still here and we hope we entertain you guys as always every week or every other week depending on our schedules but we try we try to make it every week to give you guys a little entertainment and escape from reality so for chris and pete i'm eric you are listening to shredded of gotham and we will see you next time oh yeah